everybody hope you're doing well it is gorgeous weather outside isn't it today we're actually shooting on a remote island in alaska we're about 15 minutes from i think south from kodiak alaska past woody um, around long island and it is amazing several of us are out here tracking wild cows that were left here from john reft he may have told you the stories um, from a fishing vessel so native alaskan got to bring cows out here with his tribe and let them run loose and feed off the feed off the property here and every now and then he gets to come back here and snag a few cattle so it's fun to be here uh, john's actually just resting up the tree line here we've been hanging out talking of course he's been sharing stories so as you know we've been in a series called known it's about walking with god it's about knowing god rather right getting past knowing of god um, walking with jesus christ and today we're going to continue that so before we get started i just want you to take a moment and reflect on what we just worshiped about how awesome god is so thankful for all that he's doing in the midst of this trial that we're in and so thankful that some of the 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 uh, social distancing, the banning, the, the stay-at-home orders are, are lifting. Uh, continue to pray for our communities as we get out and about. Pray that we be safe. Pray that God protects us, gives us wisdom. I'm so thankful for the first responders in our community, for all of our medical communities that have been serving, that have had to serve through this. Thank you um, for what you've done. And I'm so proud of our church for reaching out and loving on our community in this time. So Galatians 4.9. We started off a few weeks ago and we talked about knowing God or being known by, by God is loving God. So if we love God, then God knows us. If we decided to follow Jesus Christ... And to say, I, I'm yours, you have all of me, you have my heart, I give you my life. Scripture said that he knows us. And we got that actually out of 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 3, before we get to Galatians. And let me remind you, let me reread that for us. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 3 says, We know that all of us possesses knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But this last part. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. It's just a reminder that it's not about knowledge. It's not about what we know. It's about whose we are and who we're giving our affection to. If anyone loves God, he is known by God. If we love God, we're known by God. And then in today's passage, Galatians 4, 9. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world? So Paul is writing to, in Galatians, and I'll, I'll get to the rest of it in a moment. Paul is writing to uh, recently converted Romans. And before th these uh, people accepted Christ, they, they basically just went by um, the gods of the world, the gods of nature. You know, think Hermes and Zeus, Greek mythology. That, those were their gods. You know, god of war, god of love. 
before that, before they met Christ, before they made the decision to put their faith in God, in Jesus Christ, they believed in these, in nature, in mythology. And Paul's kind of given a warning saying, don't turn back to what you used to know. Like, don't turn back to the old days. You know, focus on, focus on the truth that you have right now. Galatians 4, 3 through 12. It shares with us that we have a new path in front of us. That we now are known by the God of the universe. Right? It's not just some distant God that, that they got from mythology. It's not something that just comes out of nature. Like this is the God of the universe that created everything that we see. A new path is in front of us. Now we know. Galatians 4, 3 through 12 says, So also, when we were children, we were enslaved under the basic principles of the world. But when the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive our adoption as sons. And because you were sons of God, God sent His Spirit of His Son into our heart, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, a daughter. And since you are a son, you are also an heir through God. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But this last part. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and worthless principles? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? Paul's trying to just say, hey, we've got a new path in front of us, right? There's a new normal right in front of us. And he was talking to the Romans who recently accepted Christ. And he's saying, don't go back to the, 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 the false mythology that you, used to, that you used to follow. Don't go back to this emotion and, and this, well, my nature is my God. Yes, nature is beautiful. The sea is incredible. But it's not a God. They were created by the God of the universe. Don't go back to that. Stay with the Father God, our Abba Father, that, that you gave your life to. Follow Jesus Christ. So in that timely right now, talking about what used to be and what's new now, what's right in front of us. I was just talking to John Ref. He was telling me a little bit about the history of Long Island and Kodiak Island. And usually when John Ref tells stories, he talks about how before the tsunami, before the big wave hit, there used to be this. So before the tsunami, there was this huge dock. And that 500 mile per hour, I think it was 30 foot tall wave, sped in and hit this island. And just removed that dock from its existence. I believe he said the lower part of Kodiak Town sunk 17 feet after the tsunami. And even it raised uh, 18 to 20 feet on the west side. Like that's an incredible impact. And he's always referring to in these incredible stories of before the tsunami and after. That's much like what Paul's doing in these scriptures. And saying before Christ you were following whatever you wanted to follow. You had many gods 
whatever felt right to you, that's what you did. And he's trying to say, you are now sons and daughters of the most holy God. Like you know the truth. You've heard the witnesses. Stay true to that and follow him. There's a new path in front of us. We have a new path also after this pandemic, don't we? As we start to open up as a town, as we start to gather as a church again in the building, we have a new path, a new normal in front of us. And you, you might have heard me say many, many, many times, we have an opportunity of a lifetime right in front of us. We have an up opportunity to, to love people, to love our neighbors, to make this life more than just about ourselves, right? Like, I don't know but about you, but that's what fills me up when, when I get to help someone or serve someone or spend time in nature with God, just thanking Him for all that He's doing, right? When, when we get our eyes off of ourselves and focus on what God's doing and the, and the people that He's placed around us, like life gets that much more fun. It's more fulfilling. <laughs> I, I just every time I think about those that are that are taking care of their neighbors that are helping their kids through classes in school right now that are um, our, our medical doctors and our frontline responders some of them are exhausted right now but at the end of the day you could put you, your head hits the pillow and yes exhausted but I have to know, it's, it's so encouraging to know that they're making a difference. That, that right now, those that are choosing to focus on others, to love God and to love others, are going to sleep fulfilled. And yes, waking up to repeat it all over again, right? Like I've joked with Myra, and I've, I've called every day of this pandemic Groundhog Day. <laughs> because every day, even though we try to change it up, right? We're on an island today, a remote island. Every day has felt pretty much the same. And it's, it's the anticipation or when are we going to get back to? When are we going to get back to normal, what feels normal? And I hope and pray that you'll stop for a moment and just clear your head and your heart of what used to be. And just say, all right, God, like show me in your word. Like give me a, give me a, a, um, give me a word in my heart from your spirit. Like give us discernment and wisdom together as, as the body of Christ, as the church, to, to take a step forward in our new normal. There's a new path in front of us now that we know. Let's set aside all that so easily distracts us. As Paul often writes in Scripture, all that easily entangles us. Right? What if we got up tomorrow and just focused on, God, I, I want a word from you. I'm going to seek you in prayer. And I'm just going to follow what your word tells me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I know is true because you gave it to me, right? In his word. Let's lean into the truth of God's word. His love and pro is a promise to us. And his instruction to love others, to be thankful in all circumstances. That's all, that's all he's saying. When scripture, like in Thessalonians, when Paul shares, you, if you want to know what God's will is for you, just be thankful. Just be thankful in all circumstances. <laughs> be thankful today for the sun. Be thankful for next week with all the rain. 
you know, it's coming. <laughs> and I know you don't want to talk about it, but it's coming. The rain's here. We live in a rainforest, by the way. Be thankful. Be loving. Accept correction from His Word and from the people that you love and trust. And most importantly, His love and His promises to us are still true today. So how is this possible? Like, how do we not get distracted by everything that's all around us? How do we not get distracted by the news, by our feelings when, when we might be having a frustrating day at uh, work and home? That's where God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps us. He gives us a helper. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 12 says, but God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except his own spirit within him? So too, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given to us. God knows us. He loves us. And loving Him and knowing Him and deciding to follow Jesus Christ, He promises to send us His Spirit. That's how we walk in His Word, walk in truth. Galatians 5.22-26 through 26 gives us an indicator, kind of a dashboard, right? To let us know if we're walking in the Spirit or walking in our emotions, in our flesh. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience and kindness, goodness and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So for those of you, that scripture is really encouraging right now. And you're like, I needed to hear that. For others of us, it's like, oh man, I get a big F. <laughs> like this pandemic has brought the worst out of me. And I'll say if, if, if either one of those are you, it's like, welcome to the club. Like none of us have got a perfect score when it comes to doing this perfectly, living in the Spirit 100% of the time, especially during this trial. But this is our goal. It's not about perfection again, right? It's about direction. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like all of those things. When I'm in God's Word, when I'm in prayer, like these things come easier to me. It's because I'm more apt to follow the Holy Spirit. I'm more apt to, to have patience and slow down and see people the way God sees them. Instead, right, when I'm not in God's Word and I'm not in prayer, like what happens? Like I see people the way I want to see them, right? Did you get this project done? Did we get this done? Um, it's, it's terrible, but it, it happens to all of us. We have a helper. We have the Holy Spirit. And that day, so we just celebrated Easter 
just recently, right? So just four or five weeks ago, I can't remember now, but we just celebrated Easter together. And after Easter in Scripture, it talks about in Acts 2, and I'll read it in a moment, it talks about how when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that Jesus promised, when He told the disciples, I must go, but I'm going to leave you a helper. He was talking about the Spirit. That's God inside of us, the, the one that convicts us, the one that encourages us, the one that speaks truth to us, is the Spirit. Acts 2, 2-4 through four, talks about the day that God sent the Holy Spirit to help us. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly, like a sound of the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm encouraged by this. Jesus is always talking about, but not my will, but the Father's will be done, right? Not our will, but His. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are, are higher than our ways. Like, and He sends us the Spirit to continually get us back on the path. And saying, hey, follow me. Stay in my word. Hey, this is, this is good for your reproof, for correction, for encouragement. Like this word was written so many years ago. But if you're in it daily today, it's still so relevant. and speaks so much truth. We are in a new normal. Like, I don't think it's God's plan to let us go backwards from here, do you? I think He is going to use this pandemic and already has this pause, this shutdown, like whatever you want to call it. I believe He's using it to get our attentions. To say all those things that were distracting you before, like I want all of you. And I want you to pay attention to what I'm telling you in my word, what I'm giving you in the Spirit for those of you that are following Christ. And I want to invite you on a new journey, a new adventure. My plan, my purpose, and my will. And that's honestly what, what I want to encourage you to today. Like ask yourself, am I on God's plan and on His will? Am I living a life with purpose? Or am I still living the life the old way? Like whatever I say goes. Like whether you've been a follower of Christ for your whole life just recently or still wondering what's going on with this whole thing, I want to encourage you just to take some time, even now, this afternoon. We'll say a prayer here in a moment. And just ask God to reveal to you. Say, all right, I want to know what's true. I want to know what's real. Show me in your word. Let me know how I could better walk with you and be in your purpose and your will. I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm enjoying the being out and about to, to do some of these messages, but I miss being in the church with you. I hope you're having a great weekend. And take some time this week. We might have a little bit more pause with the rain coming. And just spend a few moments in the morning or in the evenings, in the afternoons, on your lunch break. 
and just read through what Galatians 4 is saying. Read these words and write down. Like I love to take some of the guys that I meet with and say, you know, typically you read through Scripture, you examine it for what it has for you, specific words and passages that are jumping out to you. You apply it. You write down ways you can apply it. And then you pray. You say, God, give me help to live this out, to look more like your son, Jesus Christ. I'll end today by praying. Can't wait to see you guys. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for this incredible day that you speak in many different ways, God, through your word, through your spirit, through fellow brothers and sisters that are following you. God, for all those that, that are listening to this message and haven't made the decision to trust you with their life, um, I pray that you speak to them right now. Wrap your arms around them. Today is, a, is an amazing day, God. And I thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to take a step towards you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for joining us again today. I'm so encouraged to be doing this thing with you called church, to be loving God, loving our community. And I'm just, I'm encouraged by those of you that are reaching out, by our investing your time, your talent and your treasure to love those right here in our community. Uh, so just a reminder, thank you for continuing your faithful giving, your tithe and your offering. Um, thank you for worshiping through giving. Uh, you can do that right here online. You can also mail it in. Some people are choosing to mail theirs in to our church address and you can get that on the website. Um, we love you guys. For those of you that have experienced um, job loss or cutting hours or reduced pay, please reach out and let us know. Um, there's special funding available to help anyone that is in a time of need um, or hurting or or honestly are filling up their credit cards and not paying them back right now, please reach out. Um, we can help you with that. Uh, there's a loving community that is ready to help those who are experiencing um, temporary difficulty. And um, you're not alone. Love you guys. Miss you. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.